Hello, welcome to Ruminations on Tony's Tall Tales, where stories take the stage. I'm your host, Anthony Pavlich. Thank you for joining us, or joining me, I should say. This is going to be me tonight. Um, yeah, so in our first episode, it's been a little bit. Um, we had a brief introduction about the show, and I probably wanted to provide just a little bit more detail. Not a whole lot of detail, but um, give a little bit more insight on my background and also share what uh, I hope to impart um, or, you know, share with you in this podcast. Um, so essentially, I started many, many years ago now at this point. I started in technology during my last year of high school, and I kind of thought that's what my career was going to be um, for, you know, it just seemed like I kind of moved into an area that I thought was going to be good for me. I'm a very analytical mind, so technology made a lot of sense to me um, because I had been around it, but also, too, it it, it just seemed comfortable um, for how I thought, you know, and how, you know, I, I enjoy tech, you know, I like gadgets and so forth. Um, so I was in that space for a little bit, and then I actually was laid off and kind of trying to figure out what I want to do after that, because where I was at um, in Arizona at the time, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunities, at least at that particular time. Um, a lot of the uh, technology was still just coming in, you know, into its birth. Um, so I actually um, went to a conservatory or tried to go to a conservatory at the um, college and basically got some classes in acting. I kind of did a whole 180 because um, I ended up taking an elective, which ended up being acting 101. And that kind of cemented um, or at least completely changed my whole perspective and kind of where I wanted to go at that point. So I started doing more acting classes and, you know, consumed everything I could, you know, books and um, any sort of material that I could get to try to train and become more proficient at that craft. Um, I then made the decision to move to California because that, you know, is considered the mecca of, of, of acting and anything in the film industry or television. And um, that's, I felt that that's where I needed to go to kind of, you know, start pursuing this a little bit more um, intensely. Very interesting adventures <laughs> once I've been in California, which is now, it's been some time. I feel like I think if I am counting correctly, I'm on my, been now in California, maybe 16, 17, 18 years, which is kind of incredible when I think about it. I'm I'm getting close to that mark where I'm, I've been here just as, almost as long as, you know, where I was at before. You know, I was born and raised in Arizona. Um, and obviously I think that was a good time for me to leave and, and go, but, um, California is a completely different beast. Um, incredibly grateful for the things that I've been able to do, but also the things I've been able to learn. This place has definitely taught me a lot, forced me to, uh, maybe think about some things that I may have been, uh, not wanting to think about. <laughs> um, but what's really interesting is, you know, I, I did a lot of, uh, you know, commercials. I did um, a little bit of television work, um, film work, a lot of student films, a lot of short films, a lot of theater. So I, 
I got to experience a lot of different um, settings um, in the creative aspect of acting. Um, and I, I found myself a few years back um, kind kind of a little bit burnt out maybe. Life had, uh, there were some things that ha happened in my life that I needed to kind of deal with, but then work through some of my insecurities and some of my just just my mental state, you know, my mental state, my emotional well-being, I needed to kind of, you know, take care of and reset. I just felt kind of burnt out. I'd been jumping from job to job um, for many years, uh, struggling to make ends meet in a lot of um, aspects financially. So I just kind of took a break, you know, and I, I kind of had to reevaluate things, but just more of a breather, you know, just 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 kind of get myself back on track. And then I think that lasted for about a year or two. And then I got the bug again, where in a sense, you know, I kind of felt that creative fire still yearning to create, essentially. I ended up taking a, a playwriting class, a playwriting intensive at a theater um, locally here in Los Angeles. And because I started to i for many years you know even when i was acting i would still there was ideas of 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 things of of scenes of just images of of ideas that would come up in my mind that i just started you know writing down in notebooks and making you know little pages and stuff of things that i may eventually you know want to see created and i felt that i I, there was something about the yearning that to do that more and more uh, became a little bit more prevalent. And so I started to try to maybe explore it. And also, too, was that thing where acting is very difficult in the sense that you rely on a lot of other people to um, do what you love doing. You know, there's a lot. It's a very collaborative process in, in, in the sense that there's so many other people and talents that have to come together to create, whether it be a film, whether it be a, a theater show, whether it be a television series, there's a lot that goes into it. And a lot of people come together to lend their craft and their talents to create something. And you're kind of beholden sometimes to that. Um, so the idea of, of, of creating my own content, you know, or at least being the driver of that content became a lot more um, in my mind, um, more prevalent. Um, so I started exploring, like, you know, maybe I should just write something, you know, and then figure out a way to make it. Um, you know, very small, maybe in, in the beginning, it was more like creating, you know, um, scenes or uh, short films um, to try to get this, this process going. So I um, signed up for this intensive, which seemed really uh, interesting to me, and I had done other classes with this this group before, and so um, I got in, and it just it was very very inspiring because it was it was um, driven by people that were playwrights, that were uh, writers uh, by trade, that made a living off of it. So they, it, was, it was people that were credible, and it was people that 
could tell you exactly what goes into it and also to that that had success in it and that weren't just you know teaching it from a purely academic standpoint but that was you know giving you information that was valuable and also you know concrete and rooted in real experience um so i really enjoyed it i found it fascinating and we you know in that class it was great because we have to workshop a little bit um so we would have to bring in writings of our own or create writings of our own and you know actually read them out loud <laughs> as as nerve-wracking as that could uh, that could be and receive feedback you know and and but but great constructive feedback um to, to make it better and to just give us a more of a sense of how to construct stories and construct them um, um yes yeah, so a, a vision of something that we we, uh, we want to tell as a writer so very fascinating with that and it, it just kind of really opened up more so i started you know going back to the notebooks where i'd collected a lot of these things over the years and start really trying to craft out you know, outlines of, of, of some of the stories that I wanted to tell. And it's, it's been very interesting because, um, as the, the title of the show, um, episode is called intention and obstacles. You know, I, I'm a very, uh, blunt person. I like to think of myself as, um, and, it, it is. It's a struggle to be a writer, but I also think it's a struggle because of my what I've learned about myself as a person, um, some of my qualities and my characteristics that have, to be honest, you know, kept me from being probably more successful than I envision myself being um, from a writing standpoint. And I felt like this podcast was a way to almost serve a purpose of, of, of holding me accountable. Or more accountable than I probably definitely was not keeping myself as much, and also to serve as as maybe there's a thing in writing where you kind of want to have a reading of your work because it allows the words to lift off the page, it gives it color. You there's something about hearing it auditorily that really gets things kind of moving but also too it gives it power and it gives it momentum and I felt that maybe this podcast could serve as that function where I highlight some of my struggles highlight some of the obstacles that I've dealt with or am continually to to, to deal with and maybe serve as a way for me to hear it and then allow um the actions I take to help move past some of these. Um, because I I want, one of my main goals is to complete something in its totality, um, whether that be a pilot, whether it be a spec screenplay, whether it be a novel, um, just some, some form of these ideas that I've been putting down for years and getting it into a finished product. Um, and that's one of the things that I hope to do with this. Um, so intention and obstacle. I've gravitated to this concept or these words, um, especially because I feel, one, there's, there's a simplicity with their meaning. And they are the foundations 
of good storytelling. Um, one of the uh, resources that I, I used uh, recently was the Masterclass. Um, masterclass.com has a, a, has a wealth of different subjects that you can um, dive into. Essentially, they're online classes that you can learn from some of the best that have done great work in their respective fields. And one of them was um, Aaron Sorkin, who's a, um, an award-winning writer. And he has a class on there that was just, there was something about that class that really resonated with me. One of the key tenets he talks about is intention and obstacle. And because this is the foundation, your, your character or characters, they want something. Their, their intention, what is it that they're going after? What is it they need that they cannot live without? They want it really, really, really bad. It's, it's, not, it's not something that it's just, oh, they, they would like to have it. No, they have to have it. And that's what drives them to create, take action to get, that, to get that want, that intention that they have. And then the obstacle is whatever it is that is in their way that is keeping them from getting what they want. And these are the, the two main tenets of all great storytelling. And this obstacle needs to be formable. It cannot be something that can be just easily dismissed. It needs to be something that is um, keeping them um, from what they want so that they will try to take different actions to overcome that obstacle. And I think it probably resonated with me a lot too is because I think I've felt that internally. I felt that there's this there's this great thing that I personally want to do, but there's these obstacles that arise. And it could be external, but for me I think a lot of them were um, formable internal obstacles that was keeping me that has been keeping me from really arriving to 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 my intention, to my want. So I highly recommend that class, um, really good. And what's really cool about that is, again, you're getting great information from somebody who has done it, who has gone through the same struggles, who continues even to this day. Um, he talks about struggling to create something from nothing. You, you are taking a, a, a blank page and you are having to create this entire world, these entire characters, these relationships, these these themes, these actions. And, and so it's, I, it's the essence of that. It doesn't get easier, <laughs> the process. What gets easier is the ability to try and fail, try and fail, try and fail. And that's what I think I've, I've really gotten the sense from a lot of the resources that I'll talk about and try to bring up and also too that I've tried to, to use is that it's not about, yeah, the process getting easier, but it's about the trying and failing becomes a little bit easier because it's, it's, it's about the process there and there's no shortcut for the work.
Hey, this is Charlie, Triple C, from Brevity Box, a new and interesting podcast from the Ruminations Radio Network. If you're a fan of podcasts, we have a lot of great content to offer. Come check out our diverse group of podcasts and hosts at ruminationsradionetwork.com. After all, all these years that um, that I've been through some of this and kind of just as a person and as an individual, individual and, and learning and trying to grow and become better, there's no shortcuts for the work. And everything that I've learned and picked up and, and dived into, whether it be a class, whether it be um, books, whether it be these online resources, you cannot circumvent the process. It has to happen. And now your process may be different. And that's not to say there is one process to rule them all or that will fit your style, but your process is still going to be your process. And it's still going to have to take time. You're still going to have to struggle through it. There's going to be days when you don't like it. And that's okay. Uh, the, we, there has been this little bit of mentality where it's like, we, you have to love what you do. And yeah, you, you do. And, and it's, it's admirable, but there's still, even with loving what you do, there's still going to be days where <laughs> you're just not going to want to do it <laughs> because there, you have to get into the minutia of the process. The process isn't enjoyable. And I think that's one of the keys is that's what separates the professionals over the amateurs is the professionals do the process. They, they, they understand that the process is what makes them successful and they keep showing up because they know if they do the process the results are going to pay dividends and that's um one of the struggles that i've had to, to, to deal with is that i'm unfortunately i i've come to realize or at least it's been a, a struggle to overcome is that i i kind of have fallen into the trap of, of the pessimistic worldview. And that has, you know, been a detriment to me more times than I can count. And the pessimistic worldview is 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 unfortunately a little bit more negative. It's 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 a little bit more um keen to maybe shudder responsibility, to not embrace um, accountability, um, definitely a little bit more negative. Um, very, very easy to play the victim card and that everything is happening because of external circumstances and situations. Um, so this has been interesting for me because I, uh, I'm impatient. And I want results quickly. And I, that's why I like doing tasks and other items that have tangible results quickly. Because I like to have results that I can show because um, I'm that type of person who's very analytical, but I'm very, um, uh, I'm driven by empirical data. And I like data that can show and that can be presented to prove and provide evidence for something 
um, whether it be, you know, like a, a job, whether it be perspective, or it can be facts and figures and all this other stuff. And where that has not served me is in, I think, more creative fields because with, with technology, it's a lot easier. You're dealing with ones and zeros that you're dealing with on and off. And with technology, a lot of times technology either works or it doesn't work. So you're getting quicker feedback on if I'm troubleshooting a system or a process or an application, I can test a lot of things very quickly and get results of those tests faster. And then that way I can use that information to try to define or try to find or define a problem, but then quickly identify a solution and implement a solution. And I think that's why I did really well in technology and then I continue to do very well in technology. Um, but there's this creative part of my soul that wants to express itself. And in a creative field, <laughs> you're not dealing with on and off. You're not dealing with the ones and zeros. You're dealing with a lot of gray. You know, you're dealing with a lot of emotional content. And you're dealing with a lot of processes that take a lot of time to produce something great. You know, films take years to develop. You, you'll constantly hear um, directors and producers having to, they'll, they'll have something that took them 10, 20, 30 years to get made. Um, so these are processes that aren't quick and they take a lot of, a lot of brewing, a lot of germination. And so I think that's where I've struggled a lot is that I want the finished product or I just want, well, I just want to bang it out and it doesn't happen that way. And what I've learned to notice is that it, it takes a process and you cannot circumvent the process. Now, what that involves then too, the second step, the major step to that, I believe, and um, from, from what I've gathered from a lot of these, these successful writers, is that you have to show up. In order to do that process, you need to show up every day, even when you don't want to, even when you're, you're having a block, even when you don't know what's gonna happen next, or you got yourself in your, your character in this hole and you don't know how to dig them out. The days when you feel like nothing is working in your story and you maybe toss the whole thing out and you got to start again from scratch. Or even I, I heard like a great um, interview with a writer who had created something, had created at least a, um, spent eight weeks working on um um, a script and working on a treatment and basically put eight, eight weeks of work into something that was pretty solid and then working with the director and then realizing that this this story isn't right <laughs> and then having to toss that entire eight weeks of work and start anew and that is just the reality now some people some writers can can you know Lock themselves in a room for a week, hours, months, and bang something out. Others might take a little bit longer. Um, others might do it in different ways. Some writers might do it where they don't do an outline and they just write out in sequential order. 
Some others might do the uh, um, the cards on the, on the on the corkboard and might write out scenes and might start constructing their story that way. Um, some writers might do an outline first. They they live and die by the outline, and then once they have their outline, then they will write their actual um, work. Um, but it's all a process. No matter what the process is, the process is the process. And that's, I think, a part of what I'm trying to find. But then also, too, the, the second part of that is showing up every day to do the process. Um, so one of the things that I, I wanted to highlight, two, two resources that I'm actually, even at this point, rereading them currently to try to establish um, um, just more consistency in, in, my, in my writing. And uh, before I do that, I should probably say, so after um, going through some of those courses and going through some of these resources, I tried to make a goal for myself, okay, what, what is it that I want to focus on and try to get completed? And I came down to, because I've got a lot of ideas, I've got um, a television show series, um, in fact, I think two at this point that I want to try to get made. Um, I've got an enormous um, novel series that I want to create. Um, that's that's it's in, it's, for someone like me that is incredibly daunting because currently it's like a six book series um, right now as it stands in the initial stages. Um, and then I've got a, a full feature play that I want to um, develop that I have, I have ideas. And again, a lot of these, there, there's, I've got maybe scenes written out. I've got notes. Um, some of them are in different stages. Some of them are just literally just an idea. Some, yeah, have scenes. Some have chapters already made, written out. Um, some are a little bit further along. Um, but none of them are complete. And that's, that's my goal. And then I've got a comic book series that you know I, I have ideas for that I want to write both um, part of actual characters, you know, like uh, uh, characters that are, are current, but then also to original IP. Um, and I've got films. Yeah, so it's just I've got the, ga the whole gamut. Um, so I try to figure out, okay, what, what, what should I focus on to try to get just done? And there was a screenplay that I've been trying to, to find, finish for, for uh, about, yeah, I would say at least, at least the last year, year and a half. And so I thought about just focusing on that, just, just working that out. And then that way it would be something, because also too, I don't really consider myself a writer officially at this stage because I haven't written anything. I haven't completed anything. And when you're a writer and you introduce yourself as a writer a lot of people are going to ask well what if is there anything that you've done that i've 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 read you know or that i've seen and and you want to be able to 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 say yes you want to be able to also say you know this is what i'm working on this is what I'm, i've done um and so and also too from the business standpoint in order to establish yourself as a writer you have to have written works um, whether it be a manager that you're dealing with, whether it be an agent, whether it's you're, you're pitching it to a studio or a streaming service, you need to have stuff written. So that way, if, if, if somebody says, okay, if, if I come and say, oh, I'm a writer, 
I can show you physical, like tangible content that can demonstrate to you my ability and my skill. And that's that's why I've, I've I've tried to really focus on actually completing one thing. I've got all these ideas, but what what do I focus on one thing and just get it done? Um, and that's so that's been the screenplay that I've been trying to work on. It's um it's a spec screenplay. Um, I have no intention of. I'm not naive to think that I'll sell it or any of this because it is based off of um, um somebody else's IP, intellectual property. So there isn't really a way to sell it because it's based off of somebody else's uh, characters. And so it's a James Bond script that I've been working on for, for um, a while now. And uh, it's just the idea that, 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 that came up that I found really interesting, that I thought could really take the character in a really cool direction. And, you know, I'm a big James Bond fan. Um, so I, I thought there would be something that I'd be excited about writing. And for the most part, I have. Um, so that has been the focus and and i kind of want to use this this platform as to to try to help me um almost like a journal you know me going through it um i'm just roughly at i think my last count i looked at maybe 60 65 pages um and so i'm you know trying to hit that sweet spot of that you know the 120 that tends to be the sweet spot for um for our films, um, for action and adventure. Um, so yeah, so that's that's my goal. Um, yeah, actually, my my page count currently stands at seventy three, and that I think that might be just a little skewed because I think there's some scenes in that that I need to um, take out and or rework. So the page count could be a little bit under that. So yeah, and you know, I hope to at some point share a little bit more about it. Um, once I get closer to finalizing it, but even just like, you know, using that as kind of the, um, my real world example of, of what I've been trying to, um, accomplish, but then also to some of the things that I've struggled to the, or the struggles that I've come up against to, to try to, to try to get done. Um, so there's two resources in this, this, this episode that I really wanted to highlight is there was a book that, um, I found, uh, I think it's been about a year now, maybe a couple of years ago. Um, it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it's a book that he, he created and wrote um, that's essentially, it's a comprehensive guide on how to change your habits and get 1% better each day. And I really highly recommend this, this book. Um, you can find it at jamesclear.com. I'll also put um, put the um, link in the show notes, but it's a way to build good habits and break old habits. And he he does a great job of diving into why we hold on to bad habits to begin with. You know, he lays the foundation of what is a habit, why do we keep doing bad habits over and over and if we want to instill a new habits what is the best way to do that and he 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 does a great way of of breaking it down very 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 accessibly um i just that's what i really liked about the book was that it wasn't it was just very simple very clean very concise 
but very actionable too. Like a lot of the stuff that he talks about, you can easily, easily put into practice. You can, you can actually do it. And when I've been consistent on following the tenets in the book, I have found that I've been able to be more diligent. Um, I think I've fallen out because I haven't been consistent on doing the practice. Um, so I think that's why I'm rereading it because I really want to try to be a lot more diligent about putting in the practices that he he suggests in place and and trying to really get back to a more um, consistent output. Yeah, so I really highly recommend that book. It's a great read. It's not terribly long, long either. And also, too, I really appreciated his talk about the one percent. Um, that's that's if you can just do one percent each day, you are going to be able to reap the rewards of the gains later on. Um, and again, to that to that point of the the process. The 1% is how he, how he explains in the book. It's like compound interest. You don't lose the 1% that you had done the previous days. You're doing the 1% on top of the other percentage, the 1% that you did the previous days. So that way, at the end of a period, you will have the compound interest of those 1% that you did every day. And you, that's where you will have the output or the gains that you were striving for. And I think that's what, and that's, that's, he starts the, the book off like right off the bat with that, that concept. And I just found that fascinating because, you know, that's the same way compound interest works, especially if you have a 401k or if you have some sort of investment and you're, you're adding on top of what you've already added and you're gaining interest you're gaining interest off your cumulative amount and then it just compounds itself on its on it on itself and then you reap gains down the road but you have to be you have to be patient you have to go through the process because you're you're doing this for the long term um, you're doing it for the marathon you're not doing it for the sprint <laughs> So yeah, again, uh, jamesclear.com. The book is Atomic Habits. And that was the key too. These these 1% increments, we think they're not a lot. But when they compound over time, they generate remarkable results, huge gains. So um, if you can just do the 1% each day, you're going to succeed you're gonna you're gonna have remarkable results that you envision at the end of your um of your journey the second resource that i wanted to highlight was um and some of you may already know this as writers um is the book save the cat by um, blake snyder and this book has been a bestseller for 15 years um and used by screenwriters around the world this book is considered the de facto book for screenwriting. Um, and I mean, the title in its title says the last book on screenwriting that you'll ever need. 
And what I really like about this book, again, it's the same thing where it's very concise. Um, but there, there's when I read these books the first for the first time, it just just everything made sense. You know, it just it was like it was like it's like oh yeah, that's con that seems common sense. But you either forget about it or you get lost in the minutia of either what you're doing or as me, I don't have enough experience writing. So I don't think I I have been in my own process long enough to understand, okay, these are the fundamentals. You know, it's this thing where I think I'm still learning the fundamentals, but I think it's more of like I'm I'm translating the fundamentals into my own daily practice and i think they haven't it's that thing with um well, acting acting was a big thing where if you don't physicalize the action meaning if you don't get it into your body or you don't make that connection between the intellectual mind of i understand this script but make the connection between what is my action what is my intention and then tying that into a physical action into a physic into physicality that allows your performance to spring off the off off the stage off the screen off the page because you are now driving energy into your performance into your action into your intention and that enlivens um anyone who's watching your performance and I feel it's the same. It's the same with um, the writing process. Is is I I haven't I haven't um, instilled these principles and then given these principles action, but energy. You know, use these principles on a daily practice and process every day to give them momentum. And then once that gets into your body, it's it's that whole thing about you know riding the bike or you know if you're a, a skater or any sort of thing with muscle memory. You know your muscle, your 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 muscles uh, have been imprinted with that that uh, movement, so it's almost like they just they automatically go, and they're trained to to engage in the activity um, that you are doing. But then not only that, but they've been engaged to train the right way, so that way they enact in the right way to to. Um, excel in whatever performance that they're trying to do um so that's what i really liked about this book as well is this the same thing you know um he breaks down these these ironclad rules um to make your script more marketable but just more satisfying you know and 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 and, and they're, they're very simple simple um elements and secrets and tips and just it's it's just very fascinating. It just made a lot of sense to me when I read it. So I'm rereading that because, again, just trying to remind myself of some of these these principles and these these fundamentals that can engage into my um my process. And you know, because I, I I don't know, especially to um, I've slowly been finding things that I really enjoy about writing, but then also two things that I enjoy about how I want my process to be, you know, like, uh, like we talked, I talked about earlier, some people can just, they live and die by an outline. Some people can not do an outline. Some people can write the ending first and then 
go backwards. Some people need to, to, to start with like beats. They need to know, you know, where's my um, inciting action? Where's my resolution? They have to plan that out first and then they can start constructing the story. I've noticed with me, uh, initially, a lot of it has just been imagery. I'll see a scene and I just have to note down this, like the scene or, you know, what, 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 what is, what is this person doing? You know, how does this person look? Or there's an interaction with these two people. Um, so that's kind of, I, I, I've been enjoying that part of it, but then, you know, trying to build a little bit more structure. Maybe I, I'm trying to utilize maybe a more of a formal structure first. And then that's the whole thing. Once you learn the rules, then you can break them. Um, so I don't think I found my process yet uh, fully. And I think that's what's been also interesting and cool is um, exploring that and, and trying to find the things that I like. You know, um, right now I've been doing bits and pieces. I feel like I, I try to just allow myself to, to, to gravitate to what I find interesting in the moment and work with that. So like if like I've been working with the script and I'll look at the, the screenplay and say, you know, maybe I'll just pick off exactly where I left off. Or I might have had an idea about a scene that I was writing, and then I might go back to it. I, it kind of might be like a, a, a borderline rewriting. Um, and I know, you know, there, there's elements that a lot of times you should just get out the first draft, and then you can always rewrite later. But I'm trying to find my way still of, of, of at least, because it really comes down to this. I'm trying to find elements of of things that will just help me just keep showing up i think that that's been a, a goal that i've 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 started to uh, focus in on um this year especially is just just being more consistent showing up like if i can just get over that then i feel like a lot of the other details i can i can work through and learn but if I'm not showing up, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter if, if I do an, an outline or I don't do an outline or if I do a first draft or I don't do a first draft. If, not, if I'm not showing up every day, then it doesn't matter. I have to be consistent. And that's a part of the reason, again, why I'm rereading these two books, books especially, is that way um, I could try to use those fundamentals to, to help myself be more consistent. Um, so I'll put that one in as well. It's um, you can it's savethecat.com by Blake Snyder. Um, again, I'll put these in the, the show notes. For any of those that are thinking about writing, that are doing writing, um, and that are struggling, it's okay. I think it's fine. It's normal. It even happens with the best. Um, I remember with the master class, Aaron Sorkin talked a lot about literally days where he would be sitting there and nothing nothing is on the page but he's you know trying to figure it out racking the brain and it's okay or and also to he he was really cool with that class too is he had a mock writer's room and they essentially broke down um a script for a show and how a writer's room works and it was really cool because you would think oh see these writers they're just you know they're just at the computer or at the typewriter 
back in the day and they're just you know banging out pages pages after pages and then they're just reading the pages and like oh we got to make this change it's not like that a lot of times the room you're just sitting there spouting off ideas writing on a right board um ideas trying to make connections you'll break for lunch you'll come back you might write a page you might not write any pages you might write a few more pages and that's it you know it, it's not it's not this thing where you sit at the computer and you're gonna bang out you know a full novel in a weekend now there are some people who they do long stretches of writing it's not to say that you can't it's not to say that you won't but everyone has their process um shonda rhimes also has a, a master class and she talked about you know it it take for her process she had to take a long time to build everything out but when she built it out she sat down and wrote the whole thing but the build out might have taken her a year might have taken her a year to to do those first couple of episodes or that see that shit that season she had to still go through the process of putting it all together and then the physical writing she could probably write it out very quickly um but again no shortcut for the work find your process and don't feel bad about struggling um <laughs> i'm definitely struggling <laughs> and people far more successful than i have 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 uh, far more successful than i am still struggle and they've won awards they're doing they have published books they have published works they have television shows they have movies and it's still going to be a grind but embrace the grind and because if you do the grind that one percent is going to build and build and build and build and you're going to have something that you're going to be really proud of um but also too you're just gonna feel proud that you've completed something at least that's that's my goal that's my hope i'm i'm actually really excited after you know where where this journey is going to take me so uh i appreciate you joining me today thank you for listening um i hope to be more consistent too with the episodes um i hope you've enjoyed them thus far Please um, rate, subscribe, review, and then visit us too. We've got a lot of other great podcasts with the group, ruminationsradionetwork.com. I've been listening to some of the podcasts that um, the team has been making. They've been fantastic. Um, a lot of great stuff. Um, we've got philosophy. We've got uh, music. We've got games. We've got um, film, television. Um, it's just it's a great team they're putting out great content so head over to ruminationsradionetwork.com uh, give a listen again thank you for listening to ruminations on tony's tall tales please um, subscribe um, please rate review and um, we'll see you on the next episode good luck writing